Hello everyone, my name is Logan, and you are listening to The Crown Cast, and we win games. We win football games. We, uh, well, we win football games at the vault, which we won today. We, we did come home with the three points, uh, or they left without the three points because we were already at home. I am talking myself in circles, and a man who is here to talk in circles with me is Justin. Hello, Justin. How are you doing this afternoon? I am doing really well. Um, I, I'm going to start out by saying we got three points. And, you know, we caveat these things all the time. And I, you know me by now. You know I like to do it in the very beginning. Uh, we didn't look great getting these three points. There were some things that looked great getting these three points. But as a whole, we kind of, we kind of bumbled this over the line. But I am not really in a mood to be sad about that i'm actually pretty uplifted by that because good teams find a way even when it doesn't look pretty and we are going to react to how it looked and how we played and justin before we get firing do you have any thoughts you want to jump into really quick you know i'm kind of the other side of the coin from where you're at where i we got three points and i'm still really disappointed in in how the team went out and did you know i'm very thankful that you get the three but you know there are some extenuating circumstances around this match that that make me say we should have won this bigger we should have won this more comfortably we should have looked better performed better uh in here yeah i mean i can certainly understand where you're coming from i got the uh and for the listeners who may be new to the crown cast here in our little post reacts, normally Justin is watching uh, from somewhere else. He watches the games as the broadcast show, uh, and I am in the stadiums with uh, all of the incredible, incredible fans uh, screaming my lungs out and jumping up and down. And this time the roles were reversed. I had a wedding. Uh, one of my friends was uh, very rude and not cognizant of Charlotte FC's schedule so uh, they requested i be in tennessee and i was not there to be there live but justin was there to pick it up for me so you're going to get a little bit of backwards analysis here from us today if we sound like we're we're doing things a bit differently Uh, i do think you're right justin one of the things that that i left the game obviously i'm thrilled to get the three points obviously i'm thrilled that uh, andre shinyashinki looks like he's going to score every time he touches the ball and uh but we give up one early due to a, a bad mistake, and I'm sure that will happen later on in our cards. Uh, we fire right back instantly, and I was sitting there watching this game like, here we go, firework day. Like, everybody is up. Everybody is ready for this. We have our shooting boots on. They have their shooting boots on. Let's, let's put eight goals in the back of the net, and then it just sort of died. And that left me very frustrated. I definitely feel like you're right in saying we should have been able to do better than just bumble this over the line, but we do bumble it over the line. Do you want to start with crowns or cards today, it's, Justin? And, and it's bumbled over the line, literally and figuratively, which oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to in a little bit. But, uh, you know, we are in a situation, for those who don't know, where Vancouver did not have a goalkeeper going into this match their their starting keeper had an injured finger their two backups went into the COVID protocols 
the Friday before the match, they had to call up a literal 17-year-old who was in their youth program who was studying for finals when he got the call to fly, you know, to a different country to, to start in an MLS match this weekend. And for me, God, you just start throwing everything at the goal at that point. And, and you know, he's 17. Yeah. Essentially, I think there's a chance to get a lot. And we didn't. Yeah, essentially, an MLS-level attack was up against a high school goalkeeper. And a very good one. I mean, I think while he made some mistakes in that match, he held himself as well as any 17-year-old who gets randomly pulled out of their high school and expected to play an MLS-quality offense can do. Yeah, you know, good on him. But I am going to move us along, Justin, to, to keep to our structure. Would you like to do crowns or cards first for the day? Uh, let's open up today with the crowns because we did win and we should celebrate that. We should think about that more. We should talk about it more. And so let's, <laughs> let's put let's ourselves out into crowns. the good mood. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go first crown here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take host privileges and there are actually quite a few of them. I kind of believe deserve something here. Uh, but I'm going to go with maybe one of the less obvious ones. And that is... Uh, Brant Bronico is going to get my crown for this match. Uh, Brant Bronico comes into this match, and he is the only stabilizing thing in the center of our pitch. And I mean, he's the only stabilizing thing. In my opinion, uh, Ben Bender didn't play great. Uh, Alcivar is very hot or cold. Sometimes he just absolutely lights it up, and then sometimes he's just missing. And throughout all of the chaos, throughout all of the changes in the back line, throughout all of the adjustments up front, Brant Bronico has sat in the middle of that pitch, and he is picking the ball off of people, he is helping us transition out, he is making good, intelligent passes, and he is always looking forward first. And he doesn't always pass forward, but when he gets the ball, if he has the time to get his head up, he gets his head up and attempts to progress play forward and I'll be honest with you Justin in a day that I saw a lot of kind of five out of ten performances having one guy in the middle of our field that put in a an eight out of ten and became the solidity for the whole team probably is what keeps us getting three points today I think if we don't have that that pillar in this match, all of our structure, all of our shape goes away. I think he was getting pulled to and from the whole game to try and put out fires and was not put in a great position by a lot of his teammates and really showed himself out well for this particular match. Uh, how do you feel about that one? You know, uh, there are a couple of, of elements to Brant's game that I don't know get called out enough that I want to highlight here, too. You know, in addition to the, the general defensive solidity, it's it's the little pieces of the defensive solidity. He does a very good job of the space that he leaves for an attacker to run into is space that is headed towards Guzman Carujo, is space that's headed towards Christian McCoon. It's, you know, I think he's doing a good job of shuttling the attack from the opposing team into strong areas of our defense, uh, uh, you know, 
And that's an important skill for a defensive midfielder to have. You don't necessarily have to be the guy making the interception, making the tackle, although he does a great job with that too. But, you know, only leaving space to run into the dead end that that, uh, the defense behind him, uh, you know, gives, that's an incredibly effective defensive midfielder skill. And the other piece that I want to say is we looked better building into the attack when our center backs didn't look to play long and instead looked to play to Brent Bronico to turn and find the next pass up the field. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. And one of the frustrations I have in this game is that there was nothing else around. It was just Brant Bronico trying to get into an open space in between the lines, and it was just one person. But we did look better when the ball progressed out through him. Uh, Justin, I think you can hear my frustrations already bleeding through for this game. So <laughs> do you want to move to your crown? Yeah, and and I'm going to, I think, choose the most obvious one, uh, a player that I think is still bringing a ton of energy and uh, scored the first goal, and that's Andre Shinyashiki, who just keeps scoring for us and, and is dangerous on that wing. You know, it, it, I talked just now about, you know, the long balls and, and were they working out, and a lot of it was was poor delivery especially after christian fuchs goes out injured uh going forward but where the long ball worked it was working well towards shin yashiki's flank of the attack um i i think he is i think he's the right shadow i mean he is the obvious one and he's the obvious one because his play was obviously incredible uh he does do very well to be strong in the box for his goal you know he has to hold off a defender to get that header in uh, I think that there is some some talk that the the goal he scores, maybe the keeper should have done better. He's a 17 year old. He doesn't doesn't do a great job keeping that ball out. Uh, I will tell you, as someone who has had the experience of a keeper, a header that comes in with pace, bouncing in the window between your foot and your hand, is one of the most difficult things to react to. Uh, it's it's not a perfect header. But I think it is a very good one, and I think there's a very good chance that goes in no matter who's in goal. Uh, but he absolutely stands out. He stands out for his running. He stands out for his pace. He stands out for his drive, his desire to win the ball, uh, his ability to take on defenders. I mean, it, I, he, I, I don't think you can take this guy out of the team. No, I don't think so. He brings a directness to the attack that, that it really needs. You know, we spent a lot of time passing around and passing around and looking for... It looks like they're always looking for the killer ball that's going to break all of the lines and set somebody in on a, a massive breakaway to try and tap in. And Shin Yashiki gives them an out that we haven't had uh, up until the last couple of weeks when he came over from Colorado. So... Yeah, I would uh, just incredibly impressed with this play so far. Want to keep seeing it. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm not necessarily going to crown him because, you know, there were ups and downs. But somebody we've knocked a lot lately, that was a beautiful cross from Carol Swiderski. Oh, yeah. It was a spectacular cross from Carol Swiderski, um, who weirdly does look like he is one of the most progressive long ball players in our team, which I have questions about because he's supposed to be our center mid our center uh attacking 
striker. So yep. how he's playing aggressive long balls from striker, I I will have to do some research to figure out entirely. <laughs> uh, but I think we are going to do one more crown apiece. Justin, do you feel like you have another one? Uh, sure. Uh, I am going to go in, and I'm going to crown one of the subs, and that is uh, Vargas. Vargas comes onto our pitch, and he gets like standing ovation levels of energy behind him instantaneously with that move off of the left-hand side. I will say, having the benefit of watching it on TV, it wasn't nearly as dangerous as kind of the, the vibe around the stadium made it feel. It was very good play, but... It wasn't a, this guy just ripped this team open. What it was was a show of what this guy clearly intends to do. And uh, I will be the first one to stand up and say when, when he signed for this club, I thought I saw a very clear progression out of Miguel Ramirez. I thought I saw players who were coming to this club who were designed to win now, who were designed to take the, the pitch and, and claim the shirt and then I thought I saw some younger players, some of the under-22 initiatives, uh, you know, Ben Bender, Vargas, a couple of the others who were projects, who Miguel Ramirez said, I can take these guys, their talent, and I can turn them into the, the absolute monsters over the next two or three years. And I have to now question whether or not that is actually what I should expect from Vargas because he came in hot and ready. I mean, this guy came in hot pocket levels of of ready to go. He looks great. Uh, he he gets the benefit of coming in and really getting the, the crowd behind him, getting the team behind him, you know, maybe building a little bit of that confidence for a young man on the MLS stage. And maybe this is a player who's who's just ready to go. You know, obviously he's going to learn from Miguel Ramirez, but but maybe he was brought in to be a little bit more of a now option. Justin, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, he reminds me a little bit of Shin Yashiki in that, like, he is, you know, he's got some of that directness. He's got some of that aggressiveness that I think is really good for the team because, again, I think we spend so much time passing around the back and it's so static in front of that. And it's just, you need somebody to bring a spark. You need to bring somebody, you need to find somebody that can make a run, beat a man on the dribble. And, you know, Shinyashiki, Vargas, they both did that. You know, it's it's happening down the same side in, in this match against Vancouver. Maybe it was just, you know, poor defense from Vancouver over on that side. I'm not sure, but I liked what I saw from Vargas. He's not afraid to throw a little bit of flair in. You know, he's not afraid to uh, a couple of little step overs and some, some interesting footwork. Um, we'll see, you know, if, if it keeps up, I hope it does. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Uh, but I'm... I absolutely think that that cameo deserves uh, a uh, deserves a, a crown for this match. Yeah, I'm I'm obviously excited for him as well. I think it's so important that a young player comes in and gets the crowd behind them because they're going to make mistakes, and having that crowd behind you gives that player so much more recovery inside of the team. We are going to move on, Justin. Uh, what is your second crown for this for this win? Um, this is a little bit tougher because I think after some of the players that we've talked about, I think there's a little bit of a drop off. Um, 
you know, I think that maybe it feels a little bad to, to once again crown Kalina, although I think that, you know, he can't really do anything on the one goal and he does admirably on the other shots that he faced. Um, I'm going to crown, though, uh, uh, Harrison Awful, who I thought put in, uh, I was surprised to not see Jalen Lindsay's name on the starting 11. He probably needed, you know, a week's rest, something like that. But I thought that Awful did a good job in attack. You know, I think that he looked probably the best across the back four, <laughs> you know, in, in this something. match. Um, but, you know, again, when we stopped trying to play the long ball, when the passes started going to Brant Bronico, the majority of the time, what I saw, uh, you know, there at the match was Bronico turning and finding Harrison Awful to, to, you know, start that progress down the right-hand side. And there's a good relationship there between Harrison Awful and, and Brent Bronico, you know, to, to make those moves, to progress some of that stuff. And so, you yeah. know, it's not maybe the strongest car or the, the strongest crown I've ever given. It's not the most excitement I've ever had for how a player did, but... I like to see that out of Harrison Awful. I, I thought that he looked kind of poor the few times I saw him in some of the um, preseason matches. And so I was very happy to see, you know, we've seen cameos of it. We've seen it against lower level competition. I thought he did well uh, against MLS competition this weekend. Yeah, he, he absolutely did do pretty well. And just coming in and giving us another option to Jalen Lindsay on that side, it gives us different stuff. So I am I personally am happy to see it. We are going to dive directly into our cards, and we are going to try and be uh, relatively brief with these. Justin, I am going to take host privilege again because I'm greedy. <laughs> and I am going to go with my first card. And uh, I feel like it's important that I give this card, which is why I'm going first. And that is why I am carding Ben Bender. I have a lot of respect for what Ben Bender has done. Anyone who knows me personally knows I have a Ben Bender jersey. I have been one of the biggest advocates for what Ben Bender can bring into this team. Ben Bender did not do it last, uh, last night. Ben Bender... I don't understand what it is about the, the moving interior of the field that is causing trouble for Ben Bender, but it does not seem like he knows where to stand. It doesn't seem like he knows where to pass. It doesn't seem like he knows where the play is happening. He is not creating options. Uh, you know, one of the things that I would expect of somebody in that position is to go and give a relief ball for Brant Bronico. And Brant Bronico, I would love to see the number of passes made from Brant Bronico to Ben Bender, if there were any in this game. And we saw flashes of Ben Bender's brilliance. You know, we saw him take that that beautiful strike. We saw when he's in positions he already knows how to play, he can do some really dangerous, brilliant things. But today, there was a lot of, I mean, I'll be honest, what looked like visible confusion out of Ben Bender. And this is the MLS. You don't get time to be visibly confused anymore. Like, when you're on the exterior, when you're out there on the wing, maybe you get an extra half a second. Maybe maybe having that field all in front of him as he's out there, you know, with chalk on his boots allows him to 
to see what's coming a little bit better, or maybe that's just a more natural position for him. But he's receiving the ball, and he's not turned on. He's receiving the ball, and he doesn't know where the next play is. And sometimes he's, he is making good moves, but he's just not committing to them. You know, there were two or three times in this game that watching from, from my position, you know, not live, I went, Ben Bender just had the chance to go in and take that ball. You know, he was 70-30 to win it, and he just kind of poked his leg out at it. And the other guy barreled through and took the ball. And this is the exact same thing that I have criticized other players for. I want to, Ben Bender has the skill. He has the technical ability. And I know he's got the pass. So something isn't firing for him. But I need to see that this ball belongs to me. I am going to dominate this space. This is mine mentality from Ben Bender so that he can push people back, use that incredible passing ability he has, uh, get late runs into the box, be the one who finds that that second ball, and help this team create. Because I will be honest, I think we look more structured with him there. I think that we look less likely to concede with him there. But I don't think we look more likely to put one into the back of the net with him there. And by the time he comes off in this game, I was sitting there saying, that's probably the right choice. That is that is probably the right choice. Justin, how do you feel? I certainly disagree that, that Ben Bender deserved to come off when he did. I don't think this was his, his best performance or anything like that. The only thing I'll say in his defense for this particular performance and, and things like that, and actually... Some of the, the the recent performances where he has moved more central as Yazviak's come in and, and everything like that. What in this system is a midfielder supposed to do? I mean, if that's a live question to me, I would expecting him to be filling in that space in between the lines, you know, pressing alongside but, of that, that top, uh, you know, being a part of that high press, being together with whatever pod is moving the ball forward. But but we don't move the ball forward through midfield the majority of the time. Yeah, you that, know, the, the system doesn't. I mean, half the time, Alcivar is missing in action. And certainly in this game, Ben Bender was not taking up spaces that he could be passed to. From what I saw at the match, and, you know, I don't have the benefit of all of the camera angles or anything like that there. There are opportunities, especially when we are passing the ball back and forth between our center backs, to make these passes into similar spaces that Brent Bronico, you know, ended up taking up, and, and eventually it started working its way through there. There are passes to Ben Bender that I saw that aren't being made in favor of, you know, waiting and hoping for the long ball over the top to appear. I, I don't know... I don't know that this system benefits the kind of midfielders that we seem to have, you know? I don't know that it benefits Jordi Alcivar. I don't know that it benefits TDRTs. I think that we have seen, you know, these midfielders that, you know, coming into the season we were pretty excited about. And I just don't... I, I don't know that you can trot this many 
midfielders out and say they are all poor you know they they all have uh, you know a lot of issues or anything like that or, or at some point if you have to say is there a question about how they're being utilized and how they're being deployed you know i um, will i will absolutely i'll echo that because you're right in in the system we are currently playing jordi alcivar looks MIA at times at best and streaky at all other times. Ben Bender also kind of looks like he has gone missing and isn't able to find those turn and progressive passes. Maybe it does have to do with the system and and for his sake, I hope it does. Uh, But I know that when I was looking at that game, I was thinking Ben Bender is, is not putting it up tonight. And yeah, he didn't have a great one. I, I think we will leave it there. Uh, because we're going to move on to our next one. Uh, so, Justin, your card for the night. Yeah, so I'm going to card the obvious one because I, I have a history. In, and I, uh, unlike other people in positions of authority and power and uh, uh, officiating in Major League Soccer, I'm going to be consistent with my calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am going to card Christian Fuchs for the turnover that leads to Vancouver's only and incredibly early goal. Um, He's not put in the greatest position, uh, uh, you know, with some of the passing leading up to the attempted clearance, but it is, and and maybe he's still coming back. You know, they mentioned it. I I watched some of the highlights afterwards. They mentioned it in the Charlotte broadcast. He is coming back from injury. He gets injured again later in this match, but the decision he makes in that moment to try and clear that ball with, you know, really two Vancouver players closing him down and having it taken off of his boot that quickly, it it is really poor. And in the stadium, it really took the wind out of everybody's sails to see a goal like that conceded that early in a situation where we we really expected to boss this match. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'll be perfectly, cause I think that was actually on your side of the field. Wasn't it? You guys had a pretty good yeah. view of that. Uh, yeah. what, what I saw, I was actually really excited as that play sort of transitioned because Brant Bronico had one of his great moments of the match where he, he really makes a great defensive action inside of our own box, takes that ball out, immediately gets pressure off by firing it out to Ben Bender, who I actually think does really well in this particular moment. He holds it just long enough to make sure defenders draw to him, and then he lays off a very clean, very easy-to-control pass to Christian Fuchs, who should have vision of field in front of him. And I think Fuchs just miscontrols it. There's, there's like a little, there's like a six inch section underneath your body where if the ball sort of dies there, it's really hard to get it out of the center of your mass. And I think Fuchs just accidentally stops the ball right in that spot. And by the time he is able to get the ball out and like, that's a big mistake, but Mm -hmm. by the time he's able to get the ball out, it's too late. Uh, I, I do think it's a, a, a failure on Fuchs's part. I think he's the person we have to card for this. Um, but I think this is one of those times where Fuchs probably had a pretty good idea of how he wanted this play to go. And then all of a sudden 
he couldn't get the ball out from under his feet and it was beyond him. Uh, and that, sure. and, and that sucks, you know, but I don't know that this is like in my mind, you know, Kalina's turnover in the Philly union game uh, for their goal is, is probably the worst mistake that I've seen, but I have a, I have a reputation to uphold and I have a, a consistency to uphold of being the guy who calls out the bad mistakes that lead to goals. And this is a bad mistake that leads to a goal. So, uh, you know, you're alluding to it here. So we are going to go into it a little bit. We have to talk about the penalty shout. Um, everyone who listens to this podcast will know I do not like, <laughs> I do not like going two feet uh, studs up into the referees, even when they deserve it, because it's not something that we as podcasters or we as fans really get to change other than it makes us feel good to yell at them. Uh, that being said, we do have to hold them to a standard. And we have to look at the calls that are on the field and how they affect us. And so, Justin, it I think we will both agree, and this is all we're going to say, the officiating in this game was, was very bad. Yeah, but, and and we have a situation where Kamil Yazwiak has an attack. He nutmegs the defender right in front of him and goes around him. It's a really nice piece of play. And then uh, I think his name is Stephen Burhalter. It's Greg Burhalter, who's the coach of the U.S. men's national team's son. Mm-hmm. He just barges Yazwiak over in the box. He doesn't make an attempt to play the ball. He doesn't get you know. He obviously doesn't get any of the ball. Um, he just goes through Yazwiak, and this isn't Yazwiak going down too easy or anything. This is Yazwiak being shoulder checked off. Yeah, being quasi American football tackled. Uh, so I think the best thing we can say is Justin, for you, is that a penalty? Absolutely. There is ten times out of ten, that is a penalty. If we are going to have VAR, the video assistant review in this country, why aren't you using it there? Yeah. You know there there is a possibility of a penalty. Everybody's yelling at you. I don't think I have seen Miguel Angel Ramirez matter than that moment. I mean, he was he, he was practically on the pitch. He can get very animated, can't he? Yes. And and actually one of our assistants got booked after that. I don't know if that that came through in the broadcast, but it did. One it of did our show that one of our assistant booked. coaches got booked. Yeah. Uh, because of the the anger that our bench felt, the anger that our players felt, and to not even take another look at it. Uh, it it's, it's at the point where the official Charlotte FC Twitter account tweeted this moment with a, you know, gritting your teeth, some something something messed up, I'll put it politely, and something messed up emoji, uh, you know, for it, because... It is very obvious that something got missed. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've said it before. It's not unfair for us to say MLS as a whole should be held to a better standard of officiating. And this is another example of there needs to be a better standard for that, that we hold these officials to. Yeah, so I am going to chime in here because I, I will say I get I get the benefit of seeing it replayed six times. And I don't understand how that's not a penalty. I will be reasonably clear in saying, I think from the position of the referee, it could have appeared like a dive, but the moment they had the ability to look at a replay, 
it, it should have been obvious. You know, he gets the ball away from that defender before he's hit. He's hit fairly hard. Uh, I don't think there is any player in the world who would not have been forced onto the ground in that position by that impact, and that is impeding the play in the box, and that's a penalty. Uh, I, I don't think there's much more to say on it other than that. And 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 VAR, which is something that still has to prove itself to, to the community, to the fans across the world, had a chance to step in and do its job here and didn't. I think that's the, the best way to, to say it, that the referees had a chance to use the tools at their disposal and didn't. Uh, I do think we are going to start to wrap it up there, Justin, just so we don't start trying to go into like 45-minute mark for a, a post-react. Uh, will you do me a favor and give me your two final sentences as always? Yeah, uh, that second goal is a Three Stooges goal, but it's three points for Charlotte. It was. Oh, my gosh. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it, that that was something else. I will go ahead and I will wrap it up with this, and that is uh, bumbling it over the line is still three points, <laughs> but we will remember the way it happened, and we will want to see better in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk as, about it more on Wednesday, though. So, Oh, yeah, uh, as ever, we will go into a little bit more depth on Wednesday. As ever, thank you so much for spending your time with us. We hope that you are celebrating this uh, another three points here at uh, the vault, and... Goodbye for now.